This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one. With Nicole Claygid and Cooper Linton, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with you, and alongside me, the normal cast of and crew, we've got Cooper Linton with Transitions Life Life care cooper how are you doing this evening i am doing well thank you jason it's nice to be here oh, good 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 you're uh i know things are gonna it's gonna be a great show because you've got the seersucker on tonight so that, that's when you know i'm getting fired up on a saturday evening is like i'm sporting seersucker he's got you about know. a rotation of three i think yeah, three yeah. different suits oh well, no, now, I, now I you're giving away more. the secret sauce my wife is frustrated that i don't wear them all ah. that's the problem okay because <laughs> i only wear three because she gets mad when i just wear the one yeah less dry cleaning <laughs> and that voice you heard is Nicole Cleggett. She's with Transitions Guiding Lights. Nicole, are you doing fine this evening? I'm mighty fine. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> well, let's get into the topic at hand. And we, we like to focus on uh, on communities here because I think that makes a whole lot of sense when we're talking about caregiving and some of the uh, the challenges associated with that. And we're going to do a, have a particular focus tonight on faith communities, Cooper. We do. We talk about caregiving. We uh, even promote elements of uh, faith, not espousing a particular faith, but just talking about faith and the role of spiritual care uh, in the work at Transitions Life Care, but we also include that in some of the work of the caregiving conferences, and it just struck us, we really haven't talked about that on the radio, and it was probably high time. Yeah, I, I agree, and you know, um, one of the biggest things that we, we tend to forget about is the, the importance of faith for older adults when they have a chronic condition. And a lot of times, you know, in the healthcare system, we're so focused on what exactly we're trying to do for that person medically, we're not really thinking about that person as a whole. And I know there's some canned terms like person-centered care, but mm-hmm. what that, you know, we really do need to think about that because there, a person is more than the sum of their illnesses. A person has a lot more going on in their sphere of influence than just you know the physical issues that are going on. We tend to get very disease focused, yep. and uh, the the reality of that is we get very focused on the physiology, which mm-hmm. is important. But there's no way to separate. For many people, there's no way to separate the spiritual journey from the physical journey. And when we look at our faith communities, regardless of which um, religious belief or denomination within those religious beliefs. We're largely seeing aging congregations. There are some exceptions to that, but we are seeing aging congregations. I, I attend one of those aging congregation churches. Uh, gosh knows, I, I see it right here. Okay, <laughs> right here before we my go. eyes. Here we go with the old guy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, thank you, Nicole. Yeah, you're welcome. Ah, uh, seersucker jokes and old guy jokes. They actually probably go hand in hand. <laughs> These are the beach balls that you lobbed to us that we just kind of. You know, I just I could not let that one sail past me. I'm so sorry. Well, but when we, I'll even speak from a just personal experience in my own faith community. Uh, we have a number of people who attend our church who live in a 55 and older um, community. That's a very vibrant community with incredibly vibrant people. But we're seeing that our church and many churches and other faith communities as well have aging populations. And with that comes some specific challenges. Uh, even those that have middle-aged folks, we know that those middle-aged folks tend to be the caregivers 
for the ones that are older and are often sometimes caring for children at the same time. So how do, how do churches or faith communities in general look at caregiving? And how do they see that as a challenge within their congregations? And I think, you know, similarly, when we're trying to learn how to engage from a healthcare system perspective, minority populations, I often hear healthcare organizations trying to figure out how do we engage the faith community for them to understand that, you know, we're not just here to make a sale. We want to be here to help educate the folks that attend these churches. And I know a lot of times the pastors and the ministers have a very good relationship and they often feel in a weird position to kind of bridge that gap between some of the organizations that are approaching them to say, hey, we want to give you information to their role with the parishioners. Well, sometimes there really is a sales component. Mm-hmm. And there I think <laughs> the, uh, the leaders of those faith communities sometimes feel that they are defending their congregation uh, from having to field sales pitches. Mm-hmm. And yet the need for caring for those groups is still high. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rate of older folks joining churches, many of them who've moved here from somewhere else to be with kids, may find that they do not have a support network here that they may have had where they live for 30 years before they moved to the Triangle. And that creates a unique set of challenges as people age. But it's also an opportunity because these faith communities, oftentimes these older adults, that's the only time they get out of their house each week. And so they have a bird's eye view of perhaps a change in that individual. So I I would love to see somehow how could we work with the faith communities as a healthcare system. Well, there's some groups that have tried to do that. We've had Coach on this show before, Mm -hmm. as you spoke about minority outreach. And Coach has done an excellent job of reaching out into the African-American faith communities with an eye toward uh, dementia training mm-hmm. and Alzheimer's. So then you flip it around and say, well, how do we, how do we support the congregations internally mm-hmm. and help people who are on tough journeys of their own, be they caring for someone else or actually dealing with their own issues? And some churches have put in congregational care programs. Parish so nurses. Parish nursing mm-hmm. is a, is a, it's still around. Mm-hmm. Um, not as commonly discussed as it used to be, but it's still out there. And you're seeing lots of congregational care ministers. They may do something as traditional as taking meals out, but it may also be uh, taking certain religious uh, events to the home for people who are homebound. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eucharist or communion for some folks is, is one of those that is done uh, in the home. But we also see other pieces. You're seeing you know, web distribution of the services. You're seeing music being packaged and shipped in uh, for families so that they can access them remotely and they keep this connection to their faith community. Mm-hmm. But what we're going to talk about later in this show is a, a unique program called Stephen's Ministries. Uh, and we're going to have a gentleman join us who is really a, one of the one of the three coordinators in this area who can walk us through what is Stephen's Ministries and how do they integrate with local churches and what does that do within these churches? So they have a very specialized program and, and actually a lot of training that goes into it, which is good. Not everybody who thinks that they are a caregiver or someone who thinks they should be a counselor should be. And I think, you know, a lot of times, and I hate to keep harping on the caregiver summits, but, you know, a lot of times what I've noticed is that different faith communities will send a representative from their organization to the caregiver summits to collect resources and information. So 
think sometimes, you know, if anybody in leadership is listening out there for any of these organizations, even if you're somewhat nervous about having, you know, a group come and talk to your entire parish, you know, mm-hmm. perhaps instead maybe have someone that might volunteer in a committee right. or a group to seek information out and come up with some sort of a list or guidelines to help the folks that are actually there um, week in and week out. I think uh, when you referenced the Caregiver Summit, there was a group last year. They all felt, and the individ- they were individual members of the same faith group. It was a huge group. It was a huge mm-hmm. group, and they all felt funny coming on their own. Mm-hmm. So they got together. They came as a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, the part that got me tickled is they went out and made T-shirts mm-hmm. um, to com- to memorialize the event and so that they could pick a- each other out mm-hmm. in the crowd. Mm-hmm. They, they were hot pink, if I remember. They, they, were, they came through. Uh, they had the, their hot pink T-shirts on. They were there to support one another, but they were there also to find out how they could learn things that mm-hmm. they could take back to their community. Uh, I, honestly, I was pretty proud of them. I thought, they, I thought they had figured out a way to do this well. Definitely, definitely. Well, we're looking forward to finding out more about Stephen's Ministries this evening. And we'll do just that. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care, and you can find more about them at transitionslifecare.org. This is News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Cleggett from Transitions Guiding Lights and Cooper Linton from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care right here on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett and Cooper Linton, and we're talking a lot about faith communities. And Cooper, we've brought in a guest here to uh, uh, give us some more insight here because he's an expert. Well, he is an expert, um, but he's also somebody who's very passionate about these issues. He's given deeply of his time Uh, and this gentleman who has been kind enough to join us this saturday evening is ron bostick he is one of three coordinators for the triangle area stevens ministries Uh, and this group well i'll let ron explain more about it but they are an active group that represents quite a number of faith communities in the triangle so ron thanks for coming on this evening Uh, thank you for inviting me cooper this is one of the things i'm passionate about um the stephen ministry network is something that has approximately over 60 congregations in the Wake County area. And we have a large number of Stephen ministers. Now, how do you become a Stephen minister? Well, well what is a Stephen's minister? Stephen minister is somebody that cares for an individual that's going through some turmoil in their life, stormy time in their life. That could be a divorce. That could be a death in the family. That could be loss of job. That could be just coming to the area. Learning one and so not they having any to walk friends. Alongside them. Just somebody to walk along. And we have kind of a statement that we say, we provide the care, but God provides the cure. So we're not there to worry about results. We're there to worry about the caring, to walk with the person, to support them, to give them the, the necessary support that they need to get walk through their turmoil in their life that they're going through. So, what does that look like? I mean, do you make home visits? It is. How we, does the person uh, get involved in that program? Once, once you become a Stephen minister after 50 hours of training at the local church. Is that all? 50 hours. <laughs> 50 hours of 50 training. 50 hours of training, training at the church. Now, and who the does people, that training? Well, that's the key. The leaders at the church, we call them Stephen leaders, go away to a Stephen ministry week of training. Mm-hmm. And they come back with a box full of training material that they use in order to train Stephen ministers within the congregation. 
So once you become a Stephen minister, then you're uh, you're given and assigned a person, a one-on-one relationship, male to male, female to female, and you visit, try to visit them face to face. We try to say once a week, but sometimes it gets because of traveling and business, it gets postponed. But once a week is our goal, and we uh, sit down with the people for at least an hour, uh, once a week, and we walk with them. Um, so, how, but how do you recognize somebody in the parish that may actually need that type of service? I mean. Well, that's key because um, the pastors have a lot to do with it. The pastors and the key leaders in the, the in the churches. We have a school at our church, Resurrection Lutheran Church, and there's a uh, school there. And sometimes the principal or the or the instructors at this school maybe mm-hmm. notice there's a family in trouble, so they'll reference us, and and then we have a person that will contact them and offer the services. So the people have to agree. It's not something that we just knock on the door and say, we're your Stephen minister. Right. No, that's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so. But but so I guess what I'm looking for is give me types of situations where someone would need to potentially be engaged in a Stephen minister. You just mentioned with a school. So these could be situations with children or is it typically just for older adults? It's older or? adults. We only, okay. do that with, we only do it with adults. We okay. don't do it with um, younger younger people. Um, I'll give you an example. My that would first, be great. My first... Stephen, my first care receiver, we call them, was an older gentleman who was living with his son and his family. And he was basically, he was aging. The mind was very clear, but the body was aging. Starting to fail. Starting to fail. So they, he needed somebody to come in and talk. So we were there, and he was a grumpy old guy. I mean, he was, there was nothing, uh, he wasn't eager to have me walk through the door, but he accepted it. So we walked through and we had this relationship growing and we got to know each other. I found out he was born and raised a few hours from where I was born and raised. He liked to play a cribbage, so we played cribbage. Um, so, and the relationship built over time. And it took about a year before him to really open up and he was angry with God. He was very angry with God because had, God had taken his wife at an wow. earlier age and he and he felt that God could have provided a cure, because there were people they went all the way up to Mayo Clinic and things like that trying to find cures, and there was people with the same disease that this that woman was cured, but his wife was not. So he was very angry. And and we get into the, when we hear those stories, and they're not unique to one individual. We no. hear them fairly commonly. Right. The truth is. We don't always know why a treatment for one person works and it doesn't work for somebody else. Exactly. And it can create some existential questions or spiritual questions. And at least if we're talking about it, that sure beats brooding over it. Right. And, he, and it basically was. He talked about it. You know, and we're not there to judge. We're just there to listen and ask questions. Stephen ministers are very are trained to ask the questions, open-ended questions. Not the mm-hmm. questions you say yes or no to, but the questions where you're trained to get some feelings. Get the people to express their feelings. Get the dialogue going. Right. Because yeah. if we can talk about it, we might be able to do something about right. it. So it's, and you know, if they're open to prayer, we have a prayer. They're open to, um, you know, doing like we, in fact, I would, one time I would bring a can of beer with me and we'd <laughs> share a can of beer together. I mean, it was just something that mm-hmm. build a relationship and know that he is, we are there for him to support him. During his walk. Just for the record, if you ever come to visit, you're welcome to bring beer. I mean, I I know it's not exactly related to the topic of the show, but I just didn't want to miss the chance. 
beer in a seersucker suit, I don't know. That just doesn't go together. I'm like, wow. <laughs> He's you're so multidimensional. I had no idea. <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a that's what really intrigues me about it because we're not there to cure. We're there to care. So what if you get into a situation though and it's, you know, obviously y'all aren't trained counselors, right? You no, don't have no. you don't have degrees. I'm guessing you don't provide physical care if somebody needs, no. you know, an assistance. So what happens if things start to get to the point where you feel like, geez, this I'm a little bit in over my head. Is there sort of a next step that you take? Is there a protocol? Because you know, one of my thoughts is, you know, you might walk into a house and it could be a whole can of worms. Exactly. In fact, uh, we're trained, part of that training, the 50-hour training, is to recognize those points um, when the professional help is needed mm -hmm. and to make sure that uh, the people can get that. And so you try to open up doors for them so that they'll make the phone call and get that professional help. Um, it's, you know, addiction is another thing. We're not trained to handle with addiction. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we have to get somebody else involved with. But uh, the, just the normal stormy times in our lives, if, 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 that is, if there is such a thing as a stormy, normal time. <laughs> uh, pretty much all the time it's stormy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just to get people over that hump. Mm -hmm. Get them back on track. And, and make sure they get, become part of a caring community. Um, you know, you don't have to be a churchgoer to have a Stephen minister. But so we, you don't have to belong to a particular parish or no, anything like that? No. In fact, our website, you can go on our website, triangleareasmnet.org, and you can request a Stephen minister. And somebody will contact you from the church or one of the coordinators if you choose that. Because one of the drop-downs is which church are you interested in contacting, and we will try to contact you and see what the circumstances are. And if there is a need for a Stephen minister, we try to get it assigned. So, Ron, I'm wondering what has made you so passionate about this work? What drew you to it? It's what churches ought to be doing. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. That's right. I mean, this is, this is what we're told in the Bible we should be doing, caring for each other, love each other, love our neighbors. And, uh, and to do it in a um, way that we, we they know that people care, but at the same time we know that we're not the results-oriented person. We have a dependency on God. God is the one who's going to provide the cure. God is going to lead this pe these people. So I know we have to take a break pretty soon, but I'm really excited. I know you have a program called Heroes that talks about working with um, people who are in the service and then when they come home. So I'm really super excited to talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Okay. Yes, we will do just that. We've got Ron Bostick here in the studio. He is a coordinator for the Triangle Area with Stephen Ministries, and we will continue our conversation in just a bit. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. This is News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Claggett from Transitions Guiding Lights and Cooper Linton from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett and Cooper Linton. Our guest this evening is Ron Bostick. He's a coordinator for the Triangle Area for Stephen Ministries. And uh, we've got a phone going off here. There's important phone calls coming in, but that's okay. Uh, we're talking a lot about faith communities here. And uh, we, we've Stephen Ministries, what we're learning learning about provides uh, an incredible service and uh, we want to dive into that a little bit more Cooper because we've also got uh, there's also a, an interesting program within Stephen Ministries that Nicole mentioned uh, before we went to break here so let's dive right back in 
I think Nicole had made reference to the HERO program, and uh, Ron was educating us about this a little earlier, and it was actually new to me. The Stevens Ministry program is is not so new, um, but the the HERO program is. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, the HERO's program is a, um, they basically worry about families that are, their mother, one member of their family is being deployed, pre-deployed, or de- on deployment, or post-deployment. And we're talking about military deployment. Military deployment, right, so, correctly. And in, in, and in North Carolina, that's a big deal. We're a, yes. large, we're a big military right. state. The HEROES is basically based out of St. Louis, and they came and they trained, um, we had a session on it at, for the tri- in the Triangle area about HEROES, and we have a coordinator here within the Triangle area called Bruce Kennedy, and he's basically interfaces with St. Louis, and when he's been training people, Stephen ministers, to be able to care for um, military personnel or their spouses or their families. And uh, right now we've we're just growing. He's been interfacing with the National Guard mostly because one of the problems they have is they want to provide the care, but they don't have a network of people that are all in these small towns where the National Guard armories are, where people are being deployed and they return. So they they needed a network, and Stephen Ministries seemed to be the, a, a good fit. So it's a partnership with Heroes, and we, they call the congregation an outpost, huh. and uh, and Stephen Ministries can be there for the family member or the person. Even when the person is deployed, they can be there for the spouse. And Heroes pr- brings to the table a lot of um, connections that they have, like give an hour where there may be a dental problem, where the dentist would be able to give an hour, or they may, the spouse may need to get a job. So it's a free hour of service it's to somebody who service. is the family of a deployed individual. Right. Or if the spouse deal. is looking for a job, they can and they have a, net, a um, contact within an organization called uh, Military Spouse Corporate Career Network, MSCCN, that they actually will help her find a job in the area. So that if there's a financial difficulty, that will help you know, bring the bread home. So this is kind of an interesting concept to layer over a, a desire, a network to assist the uh, the deployed uh, families of deployed military, right? And at the same time, incorporate that with the Stevens Ministries programs, where you already have a network of trained individuals. Exactly. That's a that's a pretty innovative way to solve a right. social need. Yeah, it really is, and it's. It's, uh, it's growing in North Carolina. It's big in the Midwest. They, right now, my statistics say that they have 3,000 caregivers in 25 states. 3,000 caregivers That's in 25 states. That's a lot of folks. States. And it does mean additional training. You can't be a Stephen Minister without and become a hero caregiver unless you take some additional training, which is what Bruce is providing in the area. And your Stevens ministers, you're you're not a leader, but a regular Stevens minister already has 50 hours of training. Is That's that right? correct. That's correct. Within their local congregation. That's a big deal. Yeah. So how do you reach out to these deployed or veterans that are back well, they, in the community? They, how they does basically, that work? We tell them about the program, but they have to reach out to us. They have to go to a website, a hero's website, and ask for a service. So how do they hear about it, though, to begin with? Um, that's one of the challenges that Bruce is doing. Mm-hmm. Bruce is going and talking to different, um, they have these uh, yellow ribbon ceremonies mm-hmm. where they bring all the, everybody in either post or pre-deployment and mm-hmm. they talk about this service that can be provided to a family. And it's up to the individual family or the spouse to actually get on the website and register herself and request the need. 
So if somebody wanted to get involved and actually volunteer to become a Stevens Minister, are you still looking for people? Do you need more people in our area, or are you pretty well um, full? All I can do is it's a congregation by congregation, because okay. the congregation sends the Stephen leader to St. Louis or wherever the training is. Oh, wow. And um, so, and then when they come back, then the Stephen leader trains Stephen ministers. But you have to have Stephen leaders in order to become be able to do Stephen ministry. So every congregation is kind of unique. And that's one thing that the Triangle Area Stephen Ministry Network provides is we bring them together so that if you run out of care receivers in your congregation, you can put a request out to the network and try to find a care receiver, a caregiver for your care receiver. Generally speaking, though, are folks looking for more help or is there? Well, there's an overabundance of most of our female Stephen ministers have assignments. Mm-hmm. It's the male caregivers that have a difficult time. Males don't seem to want to have the care. Uh, It's hard for a male to say, I need help. Well, that's not unique to the world of Stevens Ministries. We've seen a lot of that showing up in in both experiential and statistical uh, data that uh, says the men are slower to reach out. And sometimes that means they wait until there's a crisis Mm -hmm. before they reach out. So the opportunity to intervene uh, in a more uh, therapeutic or, or earlier stage is sometimes missed. Ha, now, how many? You said there's 60 churches involved in this. Are they all one denomination? No, they're multiple. We have Catholics, we have Methodists, we have Episcopalians, we have Lutherans, we have um, you name it. We got it. If it's Christian based, so it is Christian within right. the. It's Christian based, but it's not denominationally affiliated. No, no. It was started by the Lutherans, but he was wise enough to say this can be used by any denomination. Well, training. right. Caregivers don't come in, in one faith. No, no. No, they, absolutely not. Right. So what else do you want to share with us about your journey? Oh, my journey. Um, it's been great. I mean, I have, you, you'd be surprised how much. You, people say, well, you're a caregiver. But you gain so much for caring for others. You, it gives you back 10 times, Right. I in think. fact, yeah. this gentleman I was speaking about earlier, um, he... He passed eventually. I was with him for over three years, mm. and he eventually passed. And I went to my minister, and we talked about it a lot, and because my relationship had been built, and I was very, you know, this was a strong relationship, strong friendship. And he said to me, he says, "Now you're beginning to understand your mortality. <laughs> uh, you know, it it begins to realize that life is short, mm-hmm. and you you and you should be able to give mm-hmm. as much as you possibly can." And, uh, and it's one of the things I love about it is that our ministers can't handle the needs of the congregation. They need, some, they need that additional help. They need that extra person that they can go to. They can't make all these visits. But a faith day. community is supposed to be a community. It's got to be more than a group of people showing up for one or two pastors or even three or four pastors. I mean, the concept oh, yeah. of faith community is that there is strength within the shared relationships. Oh, right. And in fact, the Bible talks about the priesthood of all believers. Um, we basically are there for each other. And that the relationships need to be there for the caring. If there's somebody hurting, um, we need to be there for each other. I mean, that, that's, that's, re, that's what you read in the Bible. I mean, this is what I hear every Sunday from the pulpit. Not I mean, exactly a new concept. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm going to throw you a curveball question just because now it's popped up in my mind. Are you familiar with any other programs like this that might exist outside the Christian churches and other faith groups? Or does this seem to be a, a pretty well isolated to, at I, least this, in this area? This is the only one the, I'm aware of. Um, there's, there's particular ones like you have uh, 
divorce you know, group sessions where people are there for each other. Right. Or they have uh, NAMI, this is for the mentally ill sure. um, people. And in particular instances of where there's a particular problem, but not where you're just basically opening and saying, we're going to walk with you and support you during your crisis that you're going through. Could you remind us one more time before this segment closes how someone can access the uh, Stevens Ministry Network? Hey, the website's called Triangle Area Stevens Ministry Network. I'll give you the T-R-I-A-N-G-L-E-S-M-Net. So TriangleSM.net. Right, dot org. Right. Dot org. Oh, it's dot org. Excuse me. dot org. All right. Okay. Well, people may want to look that up, and that may be something we can... Um, yeah, I, if you Google uh, Stephen Ministries Triangle, I, I believe it was one of the first results first one that, that, popped that came up. We just want to be sure that people can find it and sure. be able to ask within their faith community if that's a resource that's available for And there's them. a link on that on the homepage that says if you need a Stephen Minister, there's a you can put a request in. Click here. It gets sent to the email. Email. I also think it's important to remind the listeners that even if you're not involved in a particular faith community, you can still access through Absolutely. that website. So Absolutely. folks that don't have a church family and they feel like they need some help, this yeah. might be a good way to somehow exactly. bridge it to the other exactly. side. And we're not there to proselytize. We're mm-hmm. not there to convert people. That's up to God and Holy Spirit. We're there to be, to be the caring person in that person's life. Ron Bostick is our guest this evening. Thank you so much for coming in. He's the uh, coordinator for the Triangle Area with Stephen Ministries. Ron, we can't thank you enough for coming in this evening. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Again, the uh, the website is triangleareasmnet.org. We'll have a link for that on the uh, Aging Matters page of, uh, of WPTF.com. If you look under this episode's uh, link there, you'll see all the information there about Ron and how to get in touch of Stephen Ministries. Thanks again so much to Ron Bostick for coming in. A quick break and back, you're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. With your co-host, Nicole Claykett and Cooper Linton. Here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about Transitions Life Care at transitionslifecare.org. Cooper Linton and Nicole Cleggett here with me, Jason Kong. And we just wrapped up a conversation with Ron Bostick, who's with Stephen Ministries. He's a coordinator for the Triangle Area. And uh, again, if you missed that uh, website that we gave out, it's Triangle area smnet.org or you can just google uh triangle area stephen ministry network you can find more information there and again that was a uh, a fantastic conversation that we had with ron so uh, i want to just uh circle back and and wrap up our conversation here on, on on faith communities because this this can be just a critical part when it comes to caregiving it really is. I'm really glad that he came. We don't really spend enough time, I think, talking about the importance and the role of the faith community. And I know it's starting to become a topic in the healthcare system of how do we engage the faith communities, as I said. I think this program is pretty innovative, and I really love how it's not necessarily tied to an individual church or parish where people could actually receive access to this really no matter where they are through that website. Because I think a lot of times, especially for folks who've just moved in from out of state, they haven't had a chance yet to connect with an organization. So I think for them to get some 
very nice support from you know uh, somebody from a faith community could be a huge benefit to people because there's such a huge need out there and this is something they don't have to pay for i think you touch on something that's very important we have an enormous number of people who are moving here from somewhere else and they may have had a very strong faith affiliation somewhere mm-hmm. uh, may have spent years building that sense of community and now they simply don't have it uh, or they simply have it at a distance so how do they connect to someone locally and we do hear that uh, when we talk to folks who are going through caregiver journeys that the sense of how do i find a local group like what i had back home well it may not be like what you have back home but there are ways to connect and find faith-based connection and you're not paying for it this is not paying for counseling this is really you connecting your needs with a group a network out there uh, and allowing them to fulfill their mission which is to engage with you as as uh, ron said kind of during the the stormy phases of life and i think uh, it's a little less almost intrusive in some ways or uncomfortable than a support group you know we talk about support groups a lot on the show and how great they are to get together with a group of other people who are in a caregiving journey with like yourself and some people are just off put by that whole idea they don't want to be in a group of people sharing how they're feeling and so this in a way almost seems like a one-on-one opportunity but again there's a huge stereotype with counseling often that's out there so it's not it's not counseling counseling and it's maybe not as scary as a support group might be to some people so this really is falls somewhere in the middle i think well i think sometimes people associate support groups with a group of strangers and really lousy coffee sitting in a room after evening (laughs) crying together right (laughs) i'm going to go sit in a room and cry with folks i don't know this skips all that Mm -hmm. it's not for everybody but they do an incredible amount of training their leaders go through an incredible level of vetting and training uh, which has always impressed me mm-hmm. about them uh, and i was hoping that ron would be able to tell us that there was a stevens ministries type program uh, for non-christian guess. faiths mm-hmm. uh, so in our listener and he was not familiar with it so in our listenership out there uh, if you know of something please reach out to us and share that resource with us because we'd like to know about it. Uh, and you can always email us at agingmatters at transitionslifecare.org, agingmatters at transitionslifecare.org. And I think sometimes people just want to be reached. I just want someone to talk to them. They're alone. A connection. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, well, we've got some other things coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't but just a few weeks back oh. we had, I know, but we had Don't a, bring me back there. I'm just I'm kidding. I'm going to take you back. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to kidding. take you back to the Sheraton Imperial the ru- in your mind. The running of it versus the attending it are two very different experiences, well, let me tell you. it's an incredible amount of work, <laughs> yeah. and you do the lion's share of that by far. So we have, uh, we had the first caregiver summit of the area, which was held uh, in Durham at the Sheraton Imperial. Uh, in uh, this this back in June, and we have another one coming up in August. Now this one's not at the Sheraton Imperial. It is not. This one's at the Friday Center in Chapel Hill on August seventh, and registration is open for attendees. Very similar type premise where there is a day full of sessions where folks can receive what we like to term as a catchphrase, respite, resolution, and resources. Respite meaning a day for yourself, a place for potentially your person that you're caring for to attend, such as an adult daycare center. Uh, Resolution is really a kind of about 
figuring out what's going on, um, attending some sessions that may help you find a solution to a problem that you're facing with a loved one and resources that, and we have a lot of resources in Chapel Hill and Cooper's shaking his head. We have a lot of resources in Chapel Hill this year. Um, but these are the organizations that are able to assist a family caregiver in our community with many different things, anything from insurance, such as Medicare, to ramps, to home care agencies, to assisted living communities, you name it, we have it Technology. There. Yes, technology um, of all sorts. People who have written books on their own caregiving journey mm-hmm. that may act as a guide or an inspiration for someone else's journey. A lot of resources, and part of that is the number one, well, we hear a number of things that come out of the, the caregiver summits from the attendees. One of the biggest ones is their ability to see all those resources in one place. So we have expanded the number of exhibitors who are going to be in Orange County at the Friday Center to, frankly, add more value to the folks that come. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to, to have a extra vendors that they could talk to because that's part of how they find out how they bring care into the home. Yeah, and it's uh, you know we something that we mentioned earlier, uh, and it goes along with the conversation of faith communities. Uh, yeah, I remember last year at some of the uh, the summits that I went to, you know, they, these groups uh, from churches would come in and they'd sort of game plan saying, mm-hmm. okay, you know, we we. We Divide would be here all, all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was pretty Divide fun and to conquer, watch them, and then, actually. Yeah, and then they'd share the information that they got. It just it, it was really neat to see. Well, I was impressed with their organization. I was impressed with their commitment. And we've actually had a number of pastors, uh, and, and that also includes the folks with Triangle Area Stevens Ministries, who've recognized that these conferences are one of the resources that folks in their congregations may need. And so they've begun to promote those events, not because we're selling them. We don't make any money selling the tickets. We don't. (laughs) Um, But because it is really part of our mission to do outreach, and it's part of their mission to do outreach. And we need them to help us connect, again, people who need care to the people who are to the place that they can actually get some of that resolution and respite. So for folks that are listening, um, it's – we try to make it as inexpensive as possible. It's $15 per person to attend. It's, again, a full day. Stay as long as you can. I know some people can't take a whole day. We do provide a box lunch, which is quite tasty. And uh, really, one of the biggest things that folks get out of it is being able to be together with other people and sharing that journey and, and feeling and realizing, even though cognitively, mentally, we all know we're not alone in this, feeling a whole room full of people or an assembly hall when we have our opening session of other folks going through something very similar is quite moving, not only for the folks attending, but actually for myself and others who help run it. It kind of fuels us for what we're doing for the next year. So if I'm a caregiver and I want to come to this, but I can't come to it because I'm caring for somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a caregiver by definition. So that means I'm uh, many times I'm, I'm bound to their schedule. Is there a way to get help? There is. We have two adult daycare centers that are providing free adult daycare for that day, and that is listed on our website, caregiversummit.org. And when you said free, what does that really mean? So that basically means you have your loved one attend that entire day for free, but you can't just drop them off. You need to make adva- arrangements uh-huh. in advance. There is Plan ahead. A, there's a phone number to call. There is um, you know, some paperwork that needs to be filled out. They try to make it as least restrictive as possible, but they do need to know something about your loved one before they take absolutely and you want them to but it's baked into that you're saying that day is is baked into the 15 dollars it is that's incredible 
Yep, and you can find more about that again at caregiversummit.org. You can find the the full schedule of events and what's going to be going on at each summit. Uh, and the, that's what uh, the the church group that I remember what they did. They basically looked at the list and said, "Okay, this is what we're going to do." And that's that's a great way to get ahead of things if you want to make this a, an easy day for you. Man, that's the way to do it. Head over to caregiversummit.org and find more information there. You can also head over to the Aging Matters page on wptf.com. We've got links there, and we. We've got past episodes if you want to check out those as well. We are just about out of time. I want to thank our guest this evening, Ron Bostic with Stephen Ministries, and want to thank Cooper Linton and Nicole Cleggett, as always, for doing a wonderful job of making this show happen, because if it were just me, man, this would this would not be very good. I don't think many <laughs> caregivers would get the, the help and support. And I think you cut yourself a little do. short sometimes, Jason. We yeah. think you're pretty You could special. be my co-host anytime. Oh, <laughs> you, well, you two are so sweet. We'll, we'll keep you around for another week. How about that? We'll do this again then. Thank you so much for listening to Aging Matters, Care and Comfort That Surrounds You, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great night. You've been listening to Aging Matters, Care and Comfort That Surrounds You on News Radio 680 WPTF. For more information, log on transitionslifecare.org.